Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You've heard us talk about them. They're in, and they're on the website. Absolutely. Our brand new America's Diesel podcast, branded bills, badass, flex fit, performance material, sweat res- sweat stain resistant. It it literally feels like it cools your head. Like, I don't know amazing. how it's possible, but somehow it is. Yeah, you can rock it. You know, I'm more of a flat bill kind of guy. You can do that. You can curve it. For all you taco holder guys, you can even throw that in there. Yeah. And then snap back with a little bit of the flex fit. Yeah. Big head approved, small head approved. And it's extremely comfortable. I almost guarantee, you know, I say almost guarantee. No, I guarantee this is the most comfortable hat you will ever wear. And the logo, rubber. Awesome. Yeah. Came out great. Super detailed rubber on there, so it's never going to fade on you. If you want to get one of these in your hands, they are $50, shipped to the lower 48, plus tax, if applicable in your state. Uh, just go on the dieselpopproducts.com, search hat, look for the fantastic Jam and Eagle logo, and pick yourself up some before they're out of stock. Yeah. You're listening to America's Diesel Podcast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. I am actually super stoked that I found out about this from Freightliner. This is actually from a listener, Aaron59. Thank you for making me aware of this. Uh, while this is for like medium heavy duty truck stuff, it's still very interesting for a couple of reasons which we're going to talk about. And the main thing we're going to talk about here is International released a new engine. It is the S13. And ladies and gentlemen, there's no EGR cooler. Uh, yeah. This week's podcast episode is brought to you by Fuel Bomb Diesel Additive, an additive designed for diesel enthusiasts, made by diesel enthusiasts. Ben, take it away. Hell yeah, dude. So this is our in-house Fuel Bomb fuel additive for your diesel truck. Uh, our biggest thing here is making sure that you can pretty much always have uh, diesel additive on you all the time. The you've got a lot of other additives out on the market that are they have you know anti gel in there all the time they have C10 in there all the time they end up being big and bulky bottles. Uh, our uh, standard everyday diesel fuel additive is one ounce per 32 gallons, and that's its main job is to make sure that your fuel system stays lubricated and prevents the formation of algae, and it should also help you in colder climates too. Should definitely help you in colder climates, it, along with cleaning your fuel system and maintaining it. It'll also help you bump that cetane number up for a more efficient burn of your diesel fuel. And if cetane is just what you're after, there's the Fuel Bomb Hellfire, which is our straight 8-plus cetane enhancer. Yeah, and you guys asked, and we brought them back. Uh, we did go away from the bottles that didn't have the measuring little parts in there. We brought them back for you, so now you can measure out your 1 ounce per 32 gallons for the F-bomb or 4 ounces per 32 gallons for the Hellfire. 
Both these additives are available on our website, dieselpowerproducts.com. Now let's get back to that episode. Thanks for tuning in. This is Ben and Tucker on America's Diesel Podcast. Make sure and check us out on all the normal podcast avenues. I'm trying to keep this intros shorter now because I realize that most of our freaking episodes are all intro. Uh, so make sure and check us out there. iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can check us out there. On the social medias, we are trying to pump up our Instagram numbers. We do go live every Wednesday around 5 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, we just got off one of those live sessions right now, which was super fun. We greatly appreciate everybody tuning into those. They have been growing in numbers. So if you want to have a beer with the boys and have a candid talk, and I mean a freaking candid talk, you, and also... You, you might be able to see my toes. You might see Tyler's toes, and you might... <laughs> You, you never know who might be listening there. We had a guy that works at AirDog in there listening yeah. and, and watching and commenting. Yeah. That's awesome. So you may get a chance to talk to people that you may not normally get a chance to talk to. So that's really cool. I really enjoy doing that. Um, we are also, it is decided as of that live chat, we are going to create our own private Facebook group. I don't know what it's going to be called yet, but don't be worried. I'll make sure it's easy to find and we can get spicy memes and spicy chats going on there. Tyler reviews. Oh yeah. Let's keep those reviews coming in on any of the platforms uh, that you listen to podcasts on, preferably Apple iTunes. If you could leave us a five star review, we'd greatly appreciate it. Screenshot your review, send it to podcast at dieselpowerproducts.com. Make sure to include a picture of your truck and an address so we can send a decal to, it looks just like logo on our badass brand new Brandon Bill's hats with our awesome rubber America's diesel podcast logo. They're sick. My daughter's been chewing on mine. It still looks great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> lastly, if you need parts for your diesel pickup, make sure and check out dieselproducts.com. We do have parts on the website, ready to rock all the time. If you see that quick ship logo up by the part number, that means it's verified in stock, ready to rock. Click the button, let it ride. You can be assured that it'll ship out ASAP. If you have questions on anything you need, uh, make sure to give our sales techs a jingle. They're on the phones 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday. And if you are a podcast listener, let them know. Uh, we do appreciate uh, any orders from podcast listeners because it kind of shows the guys upstairs that we are not down here just drinking beer front and around, but people that listen to us actually buy parts and money makes the world go round. Also, very last part of it, if you are listening to this podcast, which is obviously sponsored heavily by Diesel Power Products, and you are not buying your diesel parts at dieselpowerproducts.com, I would like to know why. Good, bad, happy, or sad. I have received a few emails already. I honestly, the criticism, the constructive criticism is fantastic. You guys have all kept it very, I've had some like, I didn't buy from you because and they're honestly like, I, I feel, I feel bad about it. Yeah. Like, and it's not because anyone did anything bad. It's just, it's, it's information and I, and the, that's the information we want because we want to grow. We want to be the best and we can't find out what's going to make us the best unless we find out what we're doing wrong. So this is not a referendum. Don't email me every time something goes wrong in your life uh, you know maybe yeah. you do i don't know maybe i'm not a guy <laughs> who knows but yeah legitimately good bad happy or sad if you are buying parts for your diesel truck and you're not buying it from us but you are listening to this podcast i like to know why because you never know we might be able to change it we may be missing some low-hanging fruit because as i said before money makes the world go round yes speaking of money making the world go round international ih ih <laughs> well, really? yeah is it still ih it should, yeah, we'll call it IH, whatever. <laughs> they release, and uh, thank you, Aaron59, for bringing this to my attention. Um, and normally we don't get too much into heavy-duty stuff, uh, mostly because we just don't know a whole lot about it. I know I don't. Um, Tyler, honestly, Tyler probably knows more than I do. Uh, Corey worked on some medium and heavy-duty trucks, right? Correct. Yeah, so Corey, honestly, you're probably one of the most educated people in the room as far as like heavy-duty stuff goes. Meh. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Give yourself a little pat on the back. Like, 
<laughs> well, 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 it's cool with heavy duty stuff. Usually, that's where most of the innovation happens, and it bleeds down into our right. market. Yeah, so, the the consumer market bleeds. You get two things that bleed down. You get the high performance guys, and you also have the truck drivers, which yeah. is kind of funny when you think about it, because you have literally the most unreliable trucks trickling down to influence the market, and literally yeah. the most reliable trucks that have to be reliable yeah. trickling down and affecting the market. It's kind of funny. Yeah. So this new this new engine, I know nothing about it. I just mm -hmm. I briefly looked at it when Ben sent it to me on Instagram, <clears throat> um, and then he came into my office basically with a freaking rage, with a raging hard on <laughs> raging hard on my pants were tight <laughs> yeah i was like whoa bro <laughs> whoa. so the reason that this gets me so amped and the right off the bat is that the fact that it does not have an egr cooler yeah it still has an egr system which i in all honesty i kind of thought that engines might go this route just because mm -hmm. they are make just that even like the technology that like dynamite diesel does with their injectors as far as mm -hmm. making trucks burn cleaner um like there's there's got to be a way to be able to perform and burn clean at the same time without right. utilizing some of these emissions com emissions components and that's exactly what these guys are doing so and the other part that i neglected to mention there also fixed vein turbo yeah mm -hmm. do they yeah. have a other side of the engine that shows a turbo or any, they talk about it here i think they do if you scroll down more so, so transmission. let's talk about this a little bit. There okay. it is right there. So it is a 13 Ooh, liter. Like a water. Uh, wait, what is that? No, that's the exhaust. Big box. It's a dual stage after, aftermarket wow. after or, uh, after treatment. That's wild. Mm -hmm. So what's the the whole MO behind International doing this? And I watched their big like 40 minute official reveal is they are trying to. And I'm going to kind of put this in a, a very condensed form here so international is keying off of like a hydrogen episode with cummins international is basically like look we understand that things are moving towards electric okay but they're not there yet so this is the last internal combustion engine that we are designing and it's not because we're sad it's not because we're mad it's because we need to make sure that we are you know staying current but also moving with the times and you've heard us talk about electric stuff before the the f forcing people to go to electric at this stage preemptive it's, mm -hmm. it's too premature i don't like it i don't like the way it's going because i don't think any i think people are finally starting to hopefully look at the long term not long term but like what does it actually take yeah unfortunately it's because it, unfortunately it's after they you know say everything and i feel like a lot of diesel guys have been preaching that keep, for a while now keep it on that Corey. Um, that black box but they That's they are international is wanting to be 50 percent uh carbon net zero so carbon neutral by 2030 mm -hmm. so that's you know seven and a half years from now and they want to be 100 percent zero i think it was by 2040 or 2050 so i and it's and they say it in their launch they're just like we understand the technology will get there but it is not there yet the infrastructure is nowhere near being what it needs to be to actually be able to have you know, electric semi trucks. Yeah. Not there. Which I agree. It's not there. Okay. Totally agree. So they made this engine and the whole idea with this is reliability and simplicity. So they're trying to, in my opinion, they wanted to get away from things that were causing engines to have downtime. hundred percent. I mean So think about actuators. EGR yeah, eliminating EGR coolers, which uh -huh. is uh <clears throat> when you've got two separate well, you've got two separate things flowing into a cooler i.e 
that coolant sh- they and should exhaust not be next to that each other. shouldn't be next to no. each other well it, that uh, leaves room for failures because if people don't service their coolant mm-hmm. and you start getting that build up in the in the egr cooler that clogs it and then you got insufficient flow it's not mm-hmm. cooling the egr gas the way it should then more soot builds up and it just ends up clogging the cooler so they've eliminated that mm-hmm. and then going to the fixed vein turbo which eliminates actuator issues. Mm-hmm. Like a fixed vein turbo is like honey badger. It doesn't give a shit. No, we don't care. Yeah, it's just gonna. So you feed it care. oil and clean air. Like it doesn't. It doesn't care. Yeah. This little box though is very very interesting. It is a dual stage next gen after treatment, and they actually start the treatment of the exhaust almost immediately from the exhaust leaving the turbo. Yeah, there's no active regions. No active regions, and the reason I like that a lot here. So when you're driving, when you're using the engine, the EGR is 100% not active. You are no longer recycling. From what I can tell here, okay, and again, I'm going off International's page. Yeah. And I read it like three or four times. They are focusing on when you need the power and you need the efficiency, you need it, and we're going to give it to you. But when you don't need it is when we're going to start, we're going we're gonna to basically take the load off of the dual stage exhaust treatment and put it back on the EGR. Yeah. And and they removed the DOC, the diesel oxidation mm-hmm. catalyst cuz it doesn't it doesn't need it. Doesn't need it. That that's that's honestly that I'd like to see like a cutaway of that box. Yeah. Because it's like when you have exhaust from a 5 or 4 inch pipe going into a box and yeah. out one side like it's, it's it like that looks weird. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean I I'm yeah, if it if it works it works. That's epic. Let's get some stats real quick here. Corey, scroll down ever so slightly. Keep going too far. Uh, detailed specs. Orange button, middle. Right there. Click on that. So let's get let's get some of these details out of the way here. Uh, so, or, oh, I thought yeah. I said four cylinder. I did too I was the like, first whoa. time I saw it. Like, whoa. <laughs> so it's inline six. Obviously, it's 12.7 liters. Uh, they're calling it a 13. Um, compression ratio, 23 to 1. Uh, it's, I believe it said it was running uh, 1,800 bar injection pressure, which is approximately 26,000. <laughs> Engine lubrication. 47.5 quarts. Hell Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> that is uh, a lot of... That, the, makes, that makes power strokes like... <laughs> uh, the design life is basically 1.2 million miles before you need to rebuild. That's pretty uh, good. Usually, guys, you know, around a million miles, they, they start doing mm-hmm. in-frames or something like that. And their engine warranty... And something, and they, this may be a standard in the heavy duty industry, but I'd never heard it before because, again, I'm not super versed in heavy duty stuff. But they are talking about being able to have such inner, such customizable engine and transmission options for people for this. Go back up again, sorry. That they are going to be offering a bit more. basically okay. downtime warranties. Like they're they're ba- they're going to say you with if you follow our maintenance and you do what you're supposed to do, your truck will be operational, working for this amount of hours for this amount of miles. If it's not we will cover you warranty wise. Yeah. Dual overhead cam. That's rad. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. That that's cool. That's cool. It's a, yeah, four valve engine, dual overhead cam. Which isn't there other engines that run overhead cams, big engines? I don't remember. Well, especially a dual overhead cam. I'm trying to remember back in my days of. I can't remember. Anyways. Well, I know a lot of the old school like two strokes have that overhead cam like that. Yeah. 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 But. Uh, Oh, that, no, that wasn't overhead cam. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. No. So again, me and Tyler's uh, heavy duty heavy duty knowledge, knowledge again is not super in depth. We I, honestly, this makes me want to learn more though. So one of the things that I, I really like about this is they 
they're calling a spade a spade. International is basically saying, look, we get we get electrics coming, but it's not yet. So we, we're going to have this engine. This is going to be our platform that we're going to use. And this is going to be their European and American engine. Um, and I think, and they also, they're mating it with a 14-speed a automatic, um, which if you scroll down more, they've got ratios in there and whatnot, um, which I don't know. Too, Stay right there. I just want to see what it, what it says right there is. Yeah. Deep low in gearing and sh- uh, shifting smoothness, del- uh, delivering efficiencies of a direct drive in an overdrive package, 14-speed with two crawler gears, a lightweight, efficient, uh, efficiently packaged and robustly designed gearbox, single countershaft transmission design for simplicity and reliability. Um, they say this a bunch of times, and they say it's a planetary gear set. Really? Yes. It's like an Allison. Yeah. The That's ISX good. was dual overhead cam, I believe. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. I'm sure all the heavy-duty guys right now are like, how did you not know that? Sorry, Because we don't work on them. Sorry, <laughs> we don't mess with them. But I, I think this engine is really cool for the main reason of when it came to emissions <laughs> equipment, um, for those of you that don't know, this is one fact I do know about heavy-duty stuff, uh, as far as emissions equipment goes on heavy-duty trucks, 2010 was the hard implement- implementation year. They all had to be that way, mm-hmm. and that's when they all started getting like officially checked. It wasn't like, I, I know that you know the passenger trucks, like pickup trucks, were you know, 07 and a half, 07, 08 yeah. is when it happened, but they weren't really checking, if you will. You know, deletes were very easy to find. It wasn't that big of a deal. But with the emissions stuff for basically what's happening now happened for semi-trucks in 2010. Yeah. They cracked down really, really, really hard, which is obviously a lot easier to do when you have semi-trucks and they're monitored a lot harder. Yeah. Um, so I think it's cool that someone finally went a different direction than the normal you have to have an EGR valve. You have to have an EGR cooler. You have to have a DPF. DOC. You have to have a DOC. You have to have all this stuff. They just, you have to have a VGT style turbo. Yeah. And I like the fact that at the end of the day, they're looking at the the end number. Yeah. And I think it's very clay from ATS on this. It's very like, what's the end goal here? Cleaner, right? Cleaner mm. all the time, right? I've got something that can make it cleaner. Oh, you denied my parts that make this cleaner. Yeah. Okay. What's the goal here? Okay. Like, and for international to kind of take a step and be like, no, we can, we can do this. And we did it. And this is what it's going to be. Yeah. I'm really excited. I think it's cool. I still kind of think that the Cummins hydrogen power is kind of cooler. Well, we, we have two very different takes <laughs> yeah, on very this. T- we have someone yeah. going like, we know because we have I don't to believe, work. Yeah, I don't believe the hydrogen had any emissions equipment whatsoever. Well, what's the, what's the we, we learned we what, what's it, the yeah. byproduct? Basically like water. Water. Yeah. Water and air. Also, we couldn't see anything past all those wires. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we definitely. But I did like the uh, ability of the retrofitting yes. of engines, which yes. is cool, which Cummins is definitely... Um, I, I think it's cool. I think it'd be uh, cool to see these trucks side by side, these engines side by side, and comp- you know. Compare. Um, there was a horsepower and torque rating. I think if you scroll up or at least go to the to the previous page, I want to say horsepower is around five and a quarter, and torque was nineteen something. Um, it's probably in the very top. Scroll down a little bit, down a little bit, down a little bit. Uh, and again, we will have this link posted on our YouTube page. That's the easiest place for us to put links on there. I think it's in this next blurb. Uh, 
Thirteen. Nope. Keep right. going. Delivering the goods. Okay, yeah. Five fifteen horsepower. Five fifteen and eighteen fifty torque. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, for a heavy duty engine in a truck, that's I mean, the torque oh, is torque is king. I don't know where the other one was, but I saw that they are making. Um, they, it's able to make its peak torque at nine hundred RPM. Wow. <laughs> wow. I think if you, that's pretty wild. if you keep scrolling around somewhere, it's going to say that. But that's that's one of the things that really kind of, like, I was like, oh, holy shit, that's really awesome. Yeah, nine, uh, at only yeah, in full torque is available at only nine hundred RPM, and the wide gear ratio means optimal efficiency on flatlands with the performance drivers crave on on the on a hilly terrain. So uh, I mean, new compression release brake. Um. Wow, I think I think it's cool. I think it's it's definitely cool. It's. Again, I, I don't think, especially diesel, the diesel truck industry, whether we're talking light duty or heavy duty, I don't think there is a need to, ex, you know, have a, a bunch of money in like electric technology when we can put that same money into diesel technology or hydrogen or natural gas and, and, and making a cleaner running internal combustion engine. There's no reason that we can't do that. We're already doing more than any other country in the freaking world. And just because we clean up our act a little bit um, doesn't mean that the rest of the freaking world is. So that's the thing that I have such a hard time wrapping my head around and like understanding, like are getting behind this kind of stuff. Like I I can get behind this. Like, yes, especially with when the EPA creates these laws or these, you know, people have to meet these standards, but at the same time, it just is, is irrelevant when, it's like when you have like me, you, Corey, we're all stealing from the same grocery store, mm-hmm. but they only put laws on people with the name Tyler. Yeah. But you two are still can steal. <laughs> like it, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's just, it, uh, I, that's, that's the hardest thing for me to get behind. If like the whole world was like, yeah, this is a huge problem. We need to do this. We're doing this, this, and this, like everybody, mm-hmm. it'd be easier for uh, guys like us to get behind something like that. Um, but I, I think there's a lot of um, a lot of refinements that can be done with even the engines that we have today. Um, just again, uh, name drop, you know, dynamite diesel with the with just what they're doing with injectors. And mm-hmm. I remember him like the first time we had him on here. He's talking about just even like flowing stock injectors and the inconsistencies with stock injectors, and then what they can do with the machinery that they have to make these trucks burn cleaner. If you get your truck to burn cleaner, it's going to use less EGR. It's going to use it's 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 going to go through regen less, mm-hmm. which is which is all a plus. And then if we can get to the point where we can eliminate some of those componentry, you know emissions componentry um and and still have a, a you know a truck that builds power i think is 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 the way to go but like you said with like infrastructure and that sort of thing like electric is 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 off the table there's i i know we talk about it all the time we joke about it all the time i've only ever seen one person charging an electric car mm-hmm. in the city of spokane ever at one of these charging stations that probably costs millions of dollars to put in whatever the hell it costs um i yeah i don't I, I think it's cool, but I, I, yeah, I, I highly doubt by 2030 that, you know, it's going to be like a hard line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I think that <laughs> we they, are talking about the government here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that's a, a bit of a, I don't know, like they, oh, hold on. 
DPF filter does not need to be cleaned or replaced until 650,000 miles. Mm-hmm. That's pretty wicked. Two DEF injectors, dual-stage catalyst upstream and midstream DEF dosing. I wonder how much DEF it goes through compared to a truck with a filter. Yeah. I don't know. These are all... This is all new. But yeah, I'd, li- I'd definitely like to see how this stacks up against the hydrogen power. Yeah, me too. I think we just need to see more with the hydrogen power because this is obviously... It's it's a diesel engine with different components and some components missing that we all know about. But yeah. the hydrogen stuff is still so new. Well, th- but this is still... a diesel fuel engine yeah. which is cool that they're able to create um <clears throat> you know an engine that runs this efficiently while just using pump diesel yeah which is cool yeah, yeah. oh what is that there's that box but yeah the mystery box the mystery box yeah what's in the box what's in the box <laughs> oh no <laughs> Yeah, I think this is is really cool. I'm going to be following it. Um, they've also made uh, some of the other stuff they talk about, but they don't really talk about too much in the, in the literature we just we just read here. Um, but they they've done a, um, quite a bit of aerodynamic improvements on the truck mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. to make sure it's as slippery as possible, which also I think is really cool. Um, I, I just think uh, international, and, and I'm not I'm not uh, trying to like fanboy international because I'm a seven three guy, right? Yeah. Um, I think what Cummins is doing is cool. I, I I like innovation. Okay. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a person who thinks you know everything was done right 20 years ago. We should go back to that. I understand times change. The more information we have at our disposal, the better. But as you've heard us talk about it before, it's all about the process and how you go about doing these things and doing it correctly. Yeah. If you have information, use the information. And if there's questions that are unanswered, you can't assume those answers until you, you know, make more information. Yeah. We have the ability. We've got telescopes looking into, you know, James Webb Telescope, which if you're not following that, I highly recommend you start looking at James Webb Telescope images. It's freaking amazing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're just down here on little old Earth trying to figure out how to make this stupid piece of metal, you know, move a whole bunch of weight, a whole bunch of miles with using as little you know consumables as possible yeah and if that's the name of the game that's the name of the game i'm all for it yeah uh and if, if the goal if if they develop you know one year from now if they figure out the whole like we can make renewable we can make batteries out of renewable resources it's going to have zero environmental impact or you know less environmental impact because we can tell we've done studies you know we figured out it, it does have less environmental impact whatever and we're going to start phasing them out if they can actually show that it does actually have less of an environmental impact i'm not someone who's going to say you know the environment has to die on my behalf of enjoying a five inch straight pipe yeah. okay as much as i love a five inch straight pipe. <laughs> <Yeah>. okay <laughs> don't get me wrong fucking yeah. love it yeah <laughs> but also at the end of the day you know i'm you know I get it. Yeah. Things change. All right. Uh, and this also, this is a little bit of a referendum on, um, on a conversation I had with my dad, uh, many, many years ago. Okay. Like I was still in high school <laughs> and it's weird to see this playing out right now because you think back to it. So yeah, I graduated high school in 2004. And so it would have been like Oh three Oh four roughly in there. Um, I started, uh, driving and I was always interested in cars. Yeah. I love taking apart cars. My dad had cars. We'd take them apart, put them back together. we work on them together and stuff like that. And my dad, I surpassed my dad as far as like gearhead status very early on in my life. Yeah. 
Um, but just being able to be around that kind of stuff and, and use tools, you know, we always did that. Yeah. And I remember I was, I, my first, uh, ever job, first ever job was at a catering service, which I don't count that cause I was like 14. Um, but my first job where I actually like got it on my own, had my own boss, like I had a boss and like that was at Pet Boys. I worked at Pet Boys in Sacramento, specifically Rancho Cordova. Ew. <laughs> and, uh, I love that place. Yeah. It's great. It's on, on uh, <laughs> McGregor Avenue. Is it Folsom Boulevard, McGregor Avenue? That's what it was. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Yeah, um, I don't. Yes, I used to work there, and I'm pretty sure the manager I had still works there. I literally, <laughs> wow. I went in, I went in there. The lifer. Probably, yeah. Ken. I went in there probably, <laughs> man, seven or eight years after I left, and he was still there. Still there. Just still still there. And I almost, like, I almost wanted to like, like I could see him. He obviously didn't recognize me. I've, yeah. I've obviously changed a lot since I was, you know, not, not a lot, but enough to where like if you're a manager working there, you're not going to like all of a sudden see, hey, you're that kid. He's probably had like a hundred employees right. since then, right? Yeah. Um, I was like, I'm not. Yeah, gonna you make, weren't that memorable. Yeah, I'm not going to be. But, <laughs> oh, I'm sure. He, I got a couple of. Yeah. yeah uh, I, <laughs> that's kind of whatever. It's another story. Yeah, it's another, another story for another time, right? Um, but I remember going home and talking to my dad about this kind of stuff, and my dad was an air traffic controller and. You know, I was kind of like, you know, I like working on cars, you know, and my dad would, he would say like, you know, it's, it's never a bad idea to, to learn a skill like that. Um, you know, if you want to continue with this and you want to go to a trade school, I support that. You know, the main thing is you got to keep moving forward. So, you know, whatever you want to do, if you want to be a mechanic, go ahead, be a mechanic. You want to be an air traffic controller? That's fine. You want to go be a scientist? I don't give a shit. You want to work at a computer? I don't care. Yeah. You just got to keep moving forward. Okay. Um, also very glad he instilled that in me, but the... I remember one of the men, the things that he said, and I'm going to, the, the anecdote that he put, I can't remember, but I remember the gist of it, which was basically knowing how to work on cars is a skill that's going to serve you for your entire life. You eventually that skill will not be needed, but not in your lifetime and more than likely not in your kid's lifetime. Yeah. And it's wild to think about that conversation we had nearly 20 years ago. Yeah. We're on the cusp of electric vehicles and to the point of, you know, let's say if I pass down all of my knowledge to my son, you know, he's five. It's 2022. So he's five, 10 years from now, he's going to be 15. It's going to be 2032. Yeah. Electric cars are going to be what's, you know, hopefully going to be being sold for two years already only. You not, attack not, another, not hopefully. Yeah, you, well, not hopefully, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you tack on another 10 years from there, he's 25. It's now 2045. And you're over a decade in to when the last combustion engine was potentially sold. Yeah. And now my son, who's 25, that's, again, let's say I did pass on those only internal combustion engine skills to him. He's now working on vehicles that were minimum, you know, like, 15 years old yeah you know and it's and his kids will never his kids will probably never drive an internal combustion engine yeah my great grandkids no my grandkids yeah will more than likely never drive an internal unless they got grandpa ben around because yeah. you, you better damn well believe i'm gonna have a whole bunch of boat anchor seven threes hanging around i know you if will. i get the land that i want for my next house yeah. you better believe it's gonna be a seven three graveyard real fucking fast my wife's gonna oh, be yeah. pissed but yeah. <laughs> for yeah. sure i'm gonna be buying up every single Seven three less than a thousand dollars. Just bring it here. Yeah, just bring it here. Can we pause real quick? Yeah, I broke the seal. <sighs> I know. 
You talk to Corey. You guys can talk about yeah. big engines. Yeah, just so, don't even have to pause it. Just talk to Corey. Yeah, we're not even going to stop the podcast. So sometimes we drink some barley juice on the podcast, if you don't know this. I don't. <laughs> Corey doesn't because he's, he's got to actually type things on the computer and, and, and do stuff. I don't want to spill things over here. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of buttons and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, Corey, one of my favorite memes that I've been seeing recently, and the only reason I'm, I'm mentioning this is because uh, we do talk about music. Uh, me and Corey do a lot, yeah. Uh, but we've have talked about music on the podcast too quite a bit. But there's a there's a meme that's been circulating around about. Uh, uh, there's like two of them. One of them is uh, "Suicide Silence," the cleansing, mm-hmm. the that album cover of yeah. of uh, one of the girls from the Disney Channel when she's like like eight or nine years old like with great album by the way great album i yeah. freaking love that album yeah. I, by the way if, if you're into the you know, hardcore yeah. actual fucking metal mitch ledger lucker lucker sorry mitch lucker uh rest in peace passed away in motorcycle accident you you only live once my friend title song yep um yeah the, the album the cleansing absolutely just kills it came out probably was that oh three four five maybe somewhere around there yeah right in there yeah no no i came i want to say it's like oh six oh seven i want to say a little no, bit later we'll find out yeah um but uh yeah there's a picture of like one of the disney characters when she's a kid and then next to it's the album cover the cleansing and then there's a picture of her like 25 years from now with that same satisfied look and it's the album cover of the cleansing it's like yeah this album's held up 20 years later still good i mean it has <laughs> It has. I love that album. Every time it comes on, No Pity for a Coward. Oh, my God. That thing rips so hard. If you are looking for a song. 07. 07, okay. If you are looking for a song that just hits you in the the, the metal, you know, hardcore scene primals, that song, um, it's it, the band is called Suicide Silence, and the song is No Pity for a Coward. And that, the the bridge at the end of the song is just like, that's like, I will fit like <laughs> fist through the ceiling of my truck, like by myself. Like, yeah. Bull trigger, bitch. It's like, <laughs> it's so good. So good. Yeah. No idea what you guys no are talking idea. about. <laughs> I was stoked to hear, uh, after the burial going in your office earlier. Yeah. Lost in the static. Oof. It's a good one. Also a good one. If you guys need a, uh, if you're feeling a little lethargic in the gym, and you need something, especially if you're... I don't condone deadlifts necessarily for anybody. I know they have their place. But if you need something where you just got to start moving some weight, maybe you're doing the sled. Uh, the band, After the Burial, song, Lost in the Static. How is that possible? Are we totally even? Yeah. Our, our drinks are totally even. We got to refill our barley juice. Uh, but yeah, Lost in the Static. Yeah. Again, I hope that whatever headphones you're listening on has uh, some good low-end because that brings it, that definitely that song brings it for sure. Oh yeah, cheers, okay. cheers, boys. So what you were talking about earlier before I rudely left, um, talking about your like your kids, like you're you're gonna be a, a you know a grandpa, hopefully, and then like that's like the end of, like they're not even gonna be interested. This goes back to that conversation we had. Like I feel like we are the last generation of freaking gearheads, dude. Like what? What's gonna be the gearheads? Like, what do you call motor? Like, it, first of all, the term motorhead. Like, when I was in school, my teacher, if you called an engine a motor, he uh, would like <laughs> get mad at you. Yeah. But like, a motor's electric. Exactly. It's an engine. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, but at the same time, like, 
I think like anybody over 30 that's a gear like gearhead you're going to be the last generation of gearheads so th- there have been a couple of good responses and comments you know, on YouTube about that yeah because we've, we've mentioned a couple of times yeah and I, I've the a couple of them are positive a couple of them are kind of like oh yeah we're done we're fucked <laughs> but some of them are they're like no you know I've, I've seen some of these young kids the 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 gearhead the, just the the way they consume gearhead stuff is different than we did we had to like literally buy the book like yeah. go purchase the, <laughs> the book the, yeah or maybe yeah. if you were lucky you get it on cd-rom yeah or you okay? knew somebody or you knew yeah. someone and they had to explain it to you they come over yeah. and show you or like i said like you quite literally flip to the index <coughs> of a four inch page you know four inch thick book yeah and, and figure it out from there there was no 100%. youtube or anything and what the one of the one of the folks said on you on the comments on youtube is like these these kids they're they are still out there I don't know if the the number as wide of them as there are before, but they are consuming knowledge faster than we could ever imagine. And if you think about it, they're yeah. not wrong. If if a they're kid, not wrong. if if a young guy out there now, and I'm talking young, let's let's say sub twenty. Okay, kid's not even twenty yet. I said kid. I thought I was a big man when I was eighteen. Was, yeah. You're a kid, man. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, okay? yeah. <laughs> you don't know shit. <laughs> So <laughs> if you told me that, I'd be so pissed. <laughs> Getting old, yeah, and, and weird. you know, if if this kid wants to buy, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of we're gonna use the an LS a five three because it's the modern day three fifty. We all know that. Yeah. Okay. This kid wants to go out and buy a you know ninety nine to two thousand ten or ninety nine to oh six ninety nine to oh seven whatever the generation was, you know Silverado with a five three and with a blown motor. He can go on YouTube. Yeah. He can click the button to order an entire LS rebuild kit. Yeah. Literally, like, you. what serial number is it? Okay, we got you here, buddy. Yeah. He doesn't have to go to the parts store and talk to a guy that's gonna that's got a you know, rack full of books and right. possibly order the wrong part and wait for weeks for them to come in or something like that. He is able to buy the truck and know nothing about it, watch YouTube videos, hopefully diagnose somewhat correctly about what he has going on and within minutes order parts with the power of Amazon or other websites and have those parts in his hands, you know, less than 96 hours and start working on this thing. And if he needs tools, there's Harbor Freight, there's everywhere else that has, you know, stuff like that. Where Home Depot, Lowe's, you got tools. If you can't find the tool you're looking for, guess what? Get on Amazon again with yeah. your Prime. You get in a day and a half. I, I so, think all that's true. That's all true. Yeah. But at the same time, like, when I was a kid in school, we got our licenses. Like, first of all, I was, like, on the ball. Like, I was in – it was in driver's ed, like, as early uh-huh. as I could. Yeah. I cared about what I was driving. Yeah. Where I think like kids nowadays, they don't they don't care. Like you could have a an eighteen year old kid that's making decent money, whatever job he's doing, and he'll go buy like a brand new Toyota Camry. Like, dude, that is the stupidest shit I've ever seen anybody go buy. Like that's dumb. Why would you do that? That's first of all, that truck that car, that's that do you like Men, do you like? What, do you, oh man! Like, no, that. I've got but a whole here's the thing. thing. Back in the day, that that was yeah. that was a that was a suitable insult. Like that was that was light compared to like you know you cared what you drove. You drove a Camry because it was handed down to you. 
Yeah, like I, there was a time where I drove a Ford Escape, not Escape, uh, Escort, for a very short amount of time because I cared what I was driving, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to be I, I didn't want to be seen in that car. I couldn't justify that car to my buddies, my you know anybody mm-hmm. around me. I couldn't like. There's no what mileage. Nobody cared about that. Yeah, it's it, it's a it's a, it's a <laughs> I think cars are slowly, cars, trucks, whatever is slowly. It used to be a statement, you know, mm-hmm. like here's what I got. Like, and it's not like a, I want to say it's like a flex, but it's not really a flex at the same time because it's like when you're a, a man, like you, you had cool shit, like especially a car. Like that's the one thing you could have a shitty house or a yeah. shitty apartment, yeah, fast car. Yeah, you have a cool a good freaking truck. ass car. Yeah. yeah, but nowadays it's like. You know these kids are going and buying these, you know, Toyota Urus or whatever. Like that, it, it it saddens me to like drive down the road and look over and see a young guy in like a brand new, whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like so t- two things pop into my head: is the scene from uh, uh, Twenty Two Jump Street whatever when they uh, it's the first or second one when they pull up and he's in the camaro first one yeah yeah he's like we're gonna get a cool guy because they yeah, like, try to give him yeah. something yeah still ought to be revving the engine and shit and he pulls up yeah. and he's like yeah one strap it you got a one strap it was that yeah. thing get like eight miles a gallon yeah probably less that's fucked up man think about the environment what's going on yeah, there exactly yes. Volvo runs on vegetable oil yeah. it's like 45 miles <laughs> yeah, a gallon yeah, good yeah. for the environment yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which none of that happened. None of that, like that, was not a thing at like my high school. Oh hell no! Like not at all. Not even a little. I bit. was rolling up in a 1963 Ford Fairlane two door post. Like I, I parked next almost, to my buddy riding, driving a freaking like 68 Impala. You still like brag about the shit mileage you got? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you weren't cool unless you got like two miles to the like, gallon, dude. I burned an entire tank just racing people. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. literally. Just, just I probably got yeah. a fuel leak. Don't even care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And guess what? I got five dollars. It's gonna last me the entire week. Well, <laughs> that's why I think like we've been we've been conned. You know, we've been bamboozled by the, uh, you know, by by the government and by other entities saying that we need to we need to again this is, goes back to our whole climate conversation uh, it, I, again i can't get behind it if we're the only ones doing the right thing or whatever the quote-unquote right thing is when everybody else bigger countries than us with more population is doing way worse like mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense here's uh here's my my thing about trucks yeah, and, and I mentioned a little bit before, but you, you hit the nail on the head a little bit there. All these younger kids buying these, yeah. And again, it was like I I didn't like I judged the kid at my high school that had the hand me down Camry, but at the same time, it's like, dude, you got a car, it's tight. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. One hundred percent. Hey, no problem. If it's your friend, yeah. Uh, yeah. At least you know. <laughs> you know. Oh, you got a cool stereo in it, right on, man. That's yeah. tight. AC works. Sick. Yeah. You know, if someone handed that down to me and it was between that or nothing, yeah, I'd take it. But would I rather have my truck? Yeah. What I would right. be doing was be trying to get that as clean as possible to sell it sell, for the exactly. most money to get what I wanted. And so here's here's a little bit of a... Follow me here, folks, okay? The pussification of man. 100%. 100%. And I think a little bit of that is uh, there are some some ladies out there that have lost touch with the the ladies I'm going to put this right uh, 
ladies want to be the lady until it's not time to be the lady anymore and then they they don't want to be the lady they want to be the wife or they want to be the female in the relationship they don't want to be woman they don't want to be strong they want to be strong woman but at the same time they they want to be the wifey yeah and, and, it's, and it's i don't know when it clicked in my head but i knew that the the type of girls that i wanted to attract to me the truck was part of the equation. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not saying that like you have to have a cool truck. Okay. Pulled my wife with a Ford Ranger. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying it has to be some big badass truck, but there's something about a man who drives a fucking truck. Yeah. Okay. I don't care if you're a young man. I don't care if you're an old man. Yeah. There's just, and I've said it before. Dad has a truck. Dad drives a truck. That was always a thing. Even growing up in the Bay Area, yeah. blue ass, you know, Alameda, California, Alameda County, in like the the bluest of the blue Bay Area. Dad drives a truck. Yeah. I don't care if your dad is an accountant. Your dad drives a truck. Yeah. Dad drives a truck. Mom drives the van. Yeah. There's a Corvette in the garage. Yeah. Or it's it, it Mustang it's, in the garage. Yeah. Dad drives the truck. Mom drives the car. Drives the van. Dad drives. Dad drives a truck. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. The man drives a truck, and I know I'm gonna. I don't own a truck at the moment. I own a seven three excursion. It could be considered. I would still give me a pass yeah. on that one. Okay, you, you guys. Get, you get. But it's a, also because yeah. I'm I'm pulling funds to purchase another truck. Right. Okay. But and that's also because my wife is gonna drive the excursion. Yeah. Because my wife lives. You know, she's a pickup truck man. Like she you know, wants yeah. a pickup truck man. I think it's badass. It, it just yeah. dad drives a truck. The man drives a truck. So when I see these younger kids electing to, you know, I, I don't have to have a truck. I will buy a Toyota Yaris. It just makes me kind of sick, you know? It's at, disgusting. At least, at least if you don't need a truck and you're thinking to yourself, or like, I don't need a truck. I'm going to buy a Subaru. Okay. Go get yourself an early 2000s STI, man. Or get yeah. yourself a turbo wagon. Like, yeah. Don't yeah. be a bitch about it. Like, yeah. Just because you, you decide you don't need a truck. And I get it. There are, like, I knew folks that lived, like, in San Francisco when I was going to school in the Bay Area. It's like, and they, they truthfully did not, they barely needed a vehicle, period. Yeah. But they did not need a truck. And there were dudes that didn't need a truck. I get that. But you know what they were driving? They were driving, like, engine swap Civics. Yeah, or they were driving, you know, a Fox Body Mustang. No, that, that's that's a whole. I think you know, I think as as much as I don't like like the um, the tuner car sort of you know industry or whatever. Still you want got to call respect it, for it. I still have respect for it because they're still motorheads. Yeah, like the, the you know even if it's not a truck, they they're still they're still motorheads. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the kid that you know got a good job and his first vehicle he wants to spend money on is that new Camry or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Like that to me is like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> your ball's got to drop sometime, like, maybe next year. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> like hey, man, I, I was hoping for some like grandkids and, yeah. uh, and I, I don't know what you're going to make with whatever you're pulling with that. Yeah, but... does it come with duct tape to yeah. tape up your... <laughs> <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> but, like, yeah, it's just, it's, it, 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 yeah, it's. I know this is a. Uh, we have gone completely off the rails from internationals engine, badass, cool. But at the same time, it's still this. The reason for that engine is basically what we're talking about now. Yeah. So it's. Well, yeah, and this it's, is, and this is why you love our podcast. By yeah. The way. <laughs> because you're not gonna, you're gonna get 
the information about a new international engine that's changing the game here, and you're also going to get two guys getting real kind of hot about being Talking gearheads about and motorheads. Because <laughs> and, and, if you're listening to this, you're probably a motorhead too. Yeah. But I, I mark my words, if my son, he's five now, um, I can already tell he has a, uh, you know, obviously likes cars, likes transformers, oh, yeah. like loves my truck, loves the excursion, loves you know big engines, all that kind of stuff. Uh, if if as he gets older, if he decides you know he wants to you know, and again I mean this, I truly mean this, and I'm not saying this, but if, if he's like, Dad, I want to like, I think you know we watched Fast and the Furious, and he's like, Dude, that green Civic is cool. I kind of want to build a Civic. Let's go find a Civic. Yeah. You want to tear the engine out? You want to do it? I'm down. That yes, Let's do it. I can get behind down. that. hundred percent. Get behind that. You're getting your hands dirty. You're building an engine or whatever you're gonna do. Swap it. Whatever. Like that's cool. And then, and then, after we build that Civic up, and it's it's you know I'm not saying this thing's gonna be a rocket ship, but after we build that Civic up and it's like quick, maybe kind of fast. Yeah. I'm gonna pull whatever old, you know, big cammed LS I have hanging out in the back, or whatever old 7.3 I got hanging around that still has the big injectors in it. I'm going to pull that out. I'm going to dust it off. I'm going to drain the diesel out, put some new diesel in. <laughs> and we're going to line up. And I'm going to fucking toast his ass. <laughs> all right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to be like, hey, cubic inches. Yeah, all right? baby. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. No replacement for displacement. Yeah. Gas is for cleaning parts, bro. Yeah. Diesel is for making power, homie. Guess what I have? <laughs> I got a turbo, too. Did you yeah. hear it? I'm sure you did because it's straight piped and you're yeah. a lowered car. Yeah. That means this exhaust went straight in your fucking window, yeah, kid. Yeah, the best one is uh, my lug nuts have more torque than your Honda. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. <laughs> yeah. Your displacements what I drink at dinner. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Speaking of that what the lug nut one. Yeah. I actually said that to someone on division when I had my, <laughs> like racing someone. This little like Honda pulled up next to me. And this is like right when I had my second gen like uh-huh. running good. Yeah. Like for a VP truck, that thing got down. Mm-hmm. This guy wanted to race me and I, I I gave him that comment and it was like I was like, oh shit, I fucking did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like it was cool. It was, it was cool, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a totally different world that you know. Especially if all these, um, you know, if everything they're saying is going to be a hundred percent true, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird for us because we're, you know, especially you know, I know me personally, like, and I know you too, like we're. I would consider us at this point kind of old school when it comes mm-hmm. to, you know, engines and that sort of thing. And to see all this new technology coming, you know, obviously we're going to learn about it and, and, you know, do our best to get our hands on it and, and actually, you know, see it in person and how it works and that sort of thing. But at the same time, my heart and my, my soul is still with, um, you know, the older trucks. Yeah. It's just, uh, there's something about the older technology that is just, um, it's just cool. It's just cool. I, you know, you can't, I can't, I can't really explain it other than it's just cool. It is. It just gets my it gets me going. You uh, you, you can't learn cool. You can't yeah. design. You know, you can't force cool. Yeah. It certain things just happen. Yeah. And that's gonna be one of those things. Yeah. You know, you know the sixties and seventies muscle cars are always gonna be cool. One hundred percent. Yeah. The 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 designs of like thirties, you know, or I say forties and fifties cars, you know, it's gonna be something that's never gonna be replicated. You know, it's never just, again. And, yeah. and and I go through phases too. Like I, I saw a like parked in a parking lot on the way in here this morning. I saw it. It had to be a forties something, um, just because it still had that that big front nose, narrow front nose, yeah. fender lights. Um, I don't know what it was. It was a coupe something, but 
you know, immediately I see one of those. I'm like, damn, I wouldn't mind having one of those. They're, I wouldn't mind having a, a coupe that's like that. And, you know, when the, the door sills all the way up here because you chop the seats nice and low because you chop the roof. Yeah. You got your girl in there, you know, you know, riding around with a, I don't care. And we, you've heard us talk about like what we would want if we had like a, a gas power car or something like that. You know, as long as it's, you know, I would even go, I would even LS swap it. I mean, I yeah. don't care. The, the goal for me is like get out there and have fun and drive and, you know, be with your wife, be with your kids, be with your friends, all that kind of good stuff. But having one of those, like, a, you know, even a cammed LS in there with a, with a well, freaking it's a automatic. To- yeah, you know, it's, it's just a totally different all steel cars mm-hmm. with those body lines and the swooping fenders and just the sec- sexiness of those cars mm-hmm. is not even close to like what like nowadays it's all, it's all plastic it's all it's yeah. all you know composite material it's just it doesn't have the same feel as as those old cars do mm-hmm. it's just uh yeah i don't know i i, I hope it keeps I hope it keeps going, but at the same time, I kind of hope it doesn't because I want I want some of this stuff to get cheap so I can buy some of it. <laughs> uh, but but no, I I in in all fairness, I do I do want you know more people to to you know be involved in, um, you know, being an enthusiast in mm-hmm. this kind of stuff rather than just a you know just a buyer yeah. of uh you know I just I just bought a car and I don't care about it kind of a thing like that. I don't like that. No, I'll never be that person. No, not at all. I will, I will always buy something, clean it, fix the parts. I yeah. I do like. I think that's my niche, and, and we're we're getting ready to close this one up. But I think that uh, that is my niche as far as vehicles. I I like the the you know mid late nineties to mid late two thousands. Yeah. So I'd say like ninety five to two thousand ten. That's my wheelhouse of the vehicles yeah. I like. I yeah. like taking those and, you know, just making them right. Yeah. You know? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to lie. In my, so I am searching for a diesel pickup right now, obviously. I've got, yeah. so I've got a little bit of money in my pocket. It is sort of burning a hole, but I'm trying yeah. not to let it. Yeah. Um, in my search, I may or may not have searched a couple of Fox Body Mustangs. Cause I'm like, ice, ice. Hey, I know, right? I'm like, dun, dun, hey, dun, man, dun, if dun, I dun, if dun. I've got a couple extra grand hanging around, and I'm not saying I'm not loaded by any means, but I've got a couple extra grand as like kind of play money for, to buy the next truck, and uh, you know, maybe in the meantime, I'll buy you know, find myself a manual Fox body, and just I, honestly, just, so I'm you know, I I like Ford classic cars. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider that a classic. I no, consider that kind of a uh, it's kind of like a bastard somewhere. child. It of is a, a bastard child, uh, totally. The the cars that I've actually get, gotten interested in, mm-hmm. which are which I think are are kind of cool and freaking mean looking, are like those Firebirds, and the Camaros. The what do they call them? Like the W six or whatever the the badass. The WS sixes. Yeah, those things dude. rip. They are they are so good. Nasty looking too. The Pontiac Firebird WS sixes. Dude, they, they get are down. Dude, those are badass. Yeah, like we, um, I'd be looking at those over. We have one. It's just not the WS six. So I call it the Fire Chicken because. Is, is it the W? I want to make sure I'm talking about the right thing because so I my knowledge of GM classic cars is shit. Like I'm a Ford classic. So it, it's not a classic. A it, it's got the body style of like a mid late '90s Camaro. WS six Firebird or Trans Am. Yeah. Yes, that's the one. One hundred percent, dude. Those things are nasty. That hood yeah. on that thing uh-huh. looks like some nostrils on a freaking dragon, dude. So, on, <laughs> with with that uh, genre of vehicle in mind, if I was to go that way, the the mid two thousands GTOs. Oh yeah, yeah. Those things get down too. 
Those are and they're super. They're super like like sleeper st- car. They look like a Grand Prix. They do. <laughs> they're they, sleeper. They fucking move. Oh, yeah, they get down. They do. They not, get down. That's, they they can get a six. You can get a six. I think it was a six zero or six two in them or something like that with a manual six the six speed. Yeah, oh. my buddy. My buddy had one. My buddy they Kyle has one. Nasty dude. They're badass. Yeah, and, but uh, the thing the. The thing I don't like about them, but I like at the same time, is the body shape and the yeah. whole body of, of them. Like, they're super unassuming. Like, you don't, like, if you looked at it from afar, you wouldn't, see, like, oh, that's a GTO. Like, it's just kind of a. You wouldn't even think it's a GTO. You, you need a two door Grand Prix. It, right. 100%. It, 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 yeah. So it, but it's you get closer weird, to it and you're like. That, dude, that Firebird, though. Are those 305s in the back? I, I just, <laughs> dude, that Firebird just looks yeah. nasty. Just looks nasty. Yeah. I, 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 those cars are cool. I would get one of those cars. Like those, those are badass. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I honestly, I'd like to get. I know we're totally off topic now. I'd honestly like to get like a. Uh, I like maybe in like 10, 15 years, I'd like to pick up a Challenger, a newer Challenger. Mm-hmm. I think they're cool. I like the Challengers. Yeah. I, I think it's one of the coolest looking new body style, you know, redo, redo of a mm-hmm. classic car. Like one of the best ones that has come out. I do think the new Mustangs are badass. They've definitely hit the nail on the head uh, with the body styling. Like it looks like a newer version fastback Mustang. It's cool, mm-hmm. but the Challenger, they hit it. They hit the nail on the head from the beginning. Like it just looks like a Challenger, a new, a new. Like they took the same body shapes and made a you know a new Challenger. I think those are cool. Yeah, yeah. They're fine. I, I don't know, dude. I, there's so many cars. I'd like to get SRT8 Jeep too. I think that would be badass. I think those are cool. Uh, so, there's so many, dude. There's so many. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, uh, how would you feel if I rolled up to work with a manual Fox Body Five O? Um, <laughs> fuck, dude. They're still cool. Don't get me wrong, but uh, <laughs> as long as it's not a convertible. Oh no. <laughs> okay. It, you know, it, 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 I, I I do have uh, I the hatchbacks. I get it, but I do love the notchbacks. The coops, for some They're, reason, yeah, I don't know they, what it is. The not. When I was in high school, the the the, it has to the be, hatchback was all about it. But it has the to be loud back. and fast. It has to be fast, like out the gate. If it's like just like a stock one, I'm gonna be like, dude, that's kind of gay. Okay, <laughs> that's kinda, that's kinda. I, I, I gotta get in there. But I gotta say though, because the I would only be going for probably like, and I don't know this specific year splits, but like I want to say it's like the 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 headlight style, like a '91 to '94. Or a ninety ninety four something like that. It's still it's still cool. The, don't get me wrong. But. So I mean, those from the factory. They don't make a ton of power, but it's a super light vehicle, and with a manual, with exhaust, you can do a lot of cool shit to them. Those things. That, yeah, they're cool. They they're sound cool. good. They get down. They got a small they're wheelbase. Cool. They flick around. They're, There's yeah. a reason <laughs> that they kill people. <laughs> <laughs> they're 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 cool. I just uh, I liked that that Mustang for a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um. It, that one's a that one's an iffy one for me. I I wouldn't think you're like it's stupid. Like I still okay. think it's cool. All right, cool. But um, I if I was you, <laughs> I'd I'd be looking at I'd be looking at like a, I'd be looking at a Camaro or a Firebird. 100%. Nah, G body, G body, give yeah. a little donk. Yeah. <laughs> Grand National. Oh yeah, oh. dude. Oh god, don't get me started. I love those things. Yeah, those things are so cool. I think those if I if so I had to cool. do something in the G body frame. I I'd probably do some in the olds family. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know why. <laughs> some of the olds, yeah, like colors or something like that. Yeah. He's putting some wire wheels and yeah, some, some hydros on. I, 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 
this is how stupid the way I feel about cars or something like that. I instantly, I, I, again, I was talking about 5.0 Mustang, right? Yeah. The two-door, no backseat. <laughs> yeah. Instantly, when I think about G-Body, I'm like, well, I could technically find a G-Body wagon that's a four-door with a 350 in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to cool, uh, cool that are kind of underrated? Are the uh, Lincoln the Lincoln Continentals, the one with the, the suicide doors for the back door? Mm-hmm. 67 bagged. That's my dude, dream car right those there. Those are bad to the freaking bone, dude. Yep. And they put big motors in those things. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you, like got the engine, you, you got an engine compartment that could fit like... <laughs> you could fit like you a whatever B12 in there. Yeah. yeah, whatever. I mean, it's you could fit that S13 that we're yeah. talking about in there. <laughs> those things are cool, though. Like those, That's like a, a, a cruiser. My, my buddy Mark's got this 67 Cadillac uh, convertible. Oh, it's got a 500 in it, doesn't it? Yeah, dude. Uh, it's bad to the bone. 500 with a two-speed? Yeah. The guy that had it before him took the body off, and he powder-coated the frame. Like, it's... It's like ready to go, and he hasn't done anything to it. I'm trying to get him to sell it to me, because I think that'd be cool, just like a cruiser. Totally. Like I would, I would totally. Even though I'm not a Cadillac guy, like whatsoever, it would just be a cool cruiser. I had a guy that I worked at the GM dealership um, that had one of those as his highway car. Yeah. And he's like, I know it sounds weird, like this got a 500 with a two speed in it. This thing on the highway, I know speed limits are you know in California they're they're high now. He's like, I cruise this thing at like. 55, 60, I shit you not. This thing, AC is ice cold. You basically sit on a couch. rides smooth. Yeah. yeah. Okay? This thing gets 16 miles a gallon. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he's like, you can't floor it. You can't get down. No. Like, don't get me wrong, but this thing, like, cruising on the highway, it is the most, the most comfortable. Yeah. One finger on the steering wheel. Yeah. Just, 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 just cruising. Cruising on the over and looking stuff. Good. Looking good. Dude. And looking good. Yeah. Yeah. So the moral of this whole story is don't buy a freaking Toyota Camry, you pussy yeah. bitch. <laughs> uh, or a Toyota Yaris. Uh, look for a classic car and be yeah. a man about it. If you want a truck, but you want a car, get a freaking El Camino or a Ranchero. Those are cool. <laughs> You're going to attract a whole new type of girl with that. Hey, you never know. She might be your wife. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you this right now. We've talked about it before. I I don't think my wife would have con- continued. I don't think I would have pulled the type of females that I did. And I'm not saying I was like some, I didn't like pull all kinds of like whatever. But like the, once I realized what I needed to put out there yeah. is what I, what was going to get me what I wanted to attract. I don't, I truly, and timing was everything. I, I don't think my wife would have kept talking to me if I had a car. Yeah. And it's and it's only because I'm gonna get a little bit deep here. It's the end of the podcast, get deep. I'm sit down, yeah. come by sash. But my my wife had, had dated a couple other folks, a couple of guys, obviously. Um and you know, some of them, you know, one of them had like a Corvette, you know, some of them had fast cars and stuff like that. And she was basically, you know, <laughs> she was falling into starting to date the Bay Area stereotype. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm on a Bay Area stereotype. I still have my Bay Area shows every now and then again, right? Yeah. But uh, I do typically have kind of some old school man tendencies. Yeah. Um, and and after she, you know, dated a couple of those guys, it's kind of like, I'm not finding what I want. And all of a sudden, Dirtbag Ben comes around. <laughs> You know, real rough around the edges, barely gets his pee in the toilet, you know, <laughs> doesn't know how to fold a towel, <laughs> yeah. drives a truck, works with his hands, you know, it, 
free time is spent getting drunk or working. That's it. That's yeah. all I do. I, I barely go to school. Yeah. Apparently, I somehow got an engineering degree, but I, I spent most of my time working and drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I, I, I can talk good. Yeah. <laughs> but I drive a truck. My yeah. husband's like, that's, that's what I want. And I'm like, well, I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah. <laughs> Come at me, baby. Yeah. And uh, that's the moral story. Yeah. <laughs> so, so drive a truck or a classic car. Yeah. Don't be a bitch. Don't be a bitch. <laughs> That's how we're ending this one. Just remember, Dad drives a truck. Yeah. Dad drives a truck. You want to own a home? Get a truck. <laughs> Podcast out. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com. You're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network, brought to you in part by HuntStand, the number one hunting and land management app.